0: Are you ready to brave the wild with me your host Paladino Joey or Joey Awajen Brave the Wild is available on the sportsstuff.com, iTunes Stitcher and Double Twist Nice to be back on board once again on a regular schedule the cleanups are done I hope all of you had a happy Thanksgiving I almost always record this show on Thanksgiving to get caught up but this year you know I kind of managed to keep up for the most part and then the schedule pointed more towards, might as well record the uh, Timberwolves Explosion show on that day because obviously the Vikings played on Thanksgiving, had to get caught up with that on Friday. So, yeah, things kind of had to shuffle a bit, but uh, Brave the Wild is on its regular schedule now. Isn't that great? I'm certainly happy about it. Um, Minnesota Wild, as I suspected, went 2-2, but flip a coin a little bit with New Jersey-Colorado. Minnesota did lose to New Jersey, did get a point, so exactly what I thought the Wild would do with Colorado... And then we beat Colorado in a fairly close game, actually very close game. The Wild win in the shootout. It um, almost <laughs> wound up with you know just getting a point with Colorado if things went sour. But luckily, oh Alex Daylock able to hold on after a flurry, and I mean a flurry of scoring chances for Colorado. The Avalanche outplayed the Wild quite a bit in that game, but Alex Daylock stood on his head for the most part and did a great job. So very cool. Let's open up with the loss, as I expected, against the Washington Capitals. On November the 18th, Saturday, November the 18th, as I expected, T.J. Oshie scored, but Alex Ovechkin did not. So that's nice. It's nice that Avechkin didn't, but yeah, well, Alex Dalek was a net in this one. At the end of the day, T.J. Oshie opened up the scoring, all that good stuff, and Nino you know, Niederreiter would begin a very, very hot uh, run. In fact, he'd continue a pretty strong run, as he's been doing of late where ultimately Niederreiter has had uh, nine points in the last eight games. So just outstanding there. For, uh, just, you know, he's he's had a, a point streak of eight games, nine points. He had two goals against the Buffalo Sabres, which is coming up, obviously, in the in the, in the reviews. But just an influential run since he returned from that injury. So well, welcome back for Nino Niederreiter. That was the ankle injury, of course, in his case. So many injuries here with this team, you get kind of confused. Of course, uh, Charlie Coyle returned. During this week, and Mikhail Granlund also been on a very influential run. He would have a two goal game during the week as well. Just uh, wow! Just uh, I've absolutely loved what Mikhail Granlund has done. He had two goals against New Jersey, two goals against Buffalo, and he has ten points in the last uh, in the last six games. Just incredible run for him. So uh, obviously, these two guys, we have a pretty good idea who's going to get the awards for this show. <laughs> Granlund has just been remarkable since his return from the groin injury. Um, Maybe not the first couple days, but I I suppose, I mean, he just got, once he got in stride, Mikhail Granlin now absolutely has really stepped up his game. He's already third on the team in scoring with 15 points. Niederreiter still at 12, believe it or not, because he doesn't have a whole lot of assists. Um, Granlin has only played one more game than Niederreiter. It's just, wow, the guy clearly, absolutely is... uh, Is the is as advertised? So absolutely, uh, nice to know he's living up to that contract. Uh, the Washington Capitals would kind of take control of the remainder of the game. Unfortunately, Alex Daylock was good in that, but he got beat. You know, he just got beat. They they weren't the worst goals given up you ever saw. I mean, a, a lot of Dumniks. I swear, Dumnik he struggles on those glove side those, those those high glove side shots. It's just frustrating. But you know. It, <laughs> You know, it just is what it is. He's he's obviously not a perfect goalie, and nobody is, that's for damn sure. Um, nice to see Charlie Coyle back in the lineup as things continue to uh, develop. Of course, did not take place in the Washington game. It would take place in the New Jersey game, as we'll move forward to that. 4-3 loss. The Wild did get a point in the game, of course. They came back, stayed alive, but then, of course, New Jersey would score right away in overtime. Just 52 seconds in. John Moore from Adam Henrique got the job done. But of course, uh, Niederreiter and Granland leading the way in in a huge way. Uh, the, the two top lines are looking like the two top lines. And of course, the power play unit, power play unit with Koivu, Granland, Niederreiter. You got to love what you've been seeing out of those guys. Um, Grandlin and Koivu definitely setting players up in a big way. And that's why Grandlin's got more points. He, he scores goals, but he's even, he's obviously an even better passer as we've Got to know the last few years, and now he's capable of multi-goal games starting last year. Um, Gotta love what we've seen out of Mikhail Granlin, and it's nice to know that he's picking up where he left off when a lot of us were afraid that once he got that bigger contract, it's like, oh, here we go again. You know, Granlin's just going to kind of drop off until conveniently the contract year. But no, um, he looks looks good, and of course Niederreiter is in the first year of a five-year deal as well. Um, Both of these guys looking more and more worthy of the long-term contracts they did sign in the offseason. Nice to see them contributing on the power play and even shorthanded on occasion. Of course, Granlin scoring on the power play in this game. He would tie the game up uh, very late. We appreciate Mikhail Granlin helping the Wild get back in the game as we would pepper Corey Schneider, the very valuable goalie of New Jersey, but not having the best year, that's for sure. Uh, Wild would ultimately get 36 saves in the game, but unfortunately, again, Wild just, say they struggle in that overtime period sometimes, and uh, this was another case of it. Uh, Dubnik, uh, uh, not uh, uh, again. I mean, he's just, you know, he, he had that run, he had the three shutouts in a row, and now he's kind of right back where he was. I mean, he, he only stopped 21 shots in the game. So, uh, you know... Uh, it seems like shoot high on Dubnyk and things happen. And that's kind of been the case. And he's even gotten beat in the middle at times, too. Dubnyk has definitely struggled. Um, but, well, that just kind of is what it is. Head to Buffalo. This was an entertaining game. Dubnyk and Nat, and again, Dubnyk, again, struggled and had a 5-4 to four win. Chad Johnson struggled, too, and he was pulled from the game. <laughs> unfortunately for him, uh, he was ultimately replaced by... Robin Leonard and yeah, he was okay. He was just okay, though, and that's kind of Buffalo right now, but they certainly played a good game, I'd have to say, even though their record's pretty porous. I think Buffalo, really, they, they stepped up in a lot of ways. Um, they have a bunch of underachieving players on the roster. There's no doubt about that. Pominville started the season white hot. There's no doubt about it, and he would end up tipping one in. Actually, no, they ended up giving the goal to uh, Jack Eichel, it looked like Pominville had it, but uh, Jack Eichel was the final guy to touch the puck. So, yay, that's my top player on my fantasy team. Woohoo! Uh, Kyle Oposo had struggled mightily, only his eighth point of the season with that massive contract he signed two years ago. And, of course, Pominville as well. Um, his first point in about five, six games, so good for him, I suppose. And it figures. I, I, I knew Pominville would, uh, <laughs> would join the scoring somehow. And, of course, Johan Larson. Johan Bleepen Larson added an assist, and he always seems to find his way in the boxcar somehow, some way against the wild. It was a fun game to watch if you like scoring, and you do. And how can you not like scoring? Both Granlin and Niederreiter would get multiple goals in the game, but well, I pay, I said that Marcus Foligno would would score. He would he would end his drought of late. Against Buffalo, um, I'm I'm not keeping track of his drought as much as some of the other guys that you'd expected more scoring from at times, and other guys maybe they started the season real strong and haven't done anything since. Whereas, because Felino chips stuff in here and there, he'll chip in a goal and assist here and there, and you know I do like what he brings. Luckily, he didn't get sent down where other guys did, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Back right away, probably. Uh, but Tyler Ennis, the guy who'd been on a nine-game drought from any type of point whatsoever and really you know once in a blue moon he'd he'd get some shots on goal he'd have a good game and then he'd go back to a three four game period where he wouldn't do anything pretty much well he, he kind of took a page out of Jason Zucker's uh <laughs> Jason Zucker's arsenal from a little different angle I don't even know how this one got in but it was a nice shot kind of that spin around backhand shot that went past Chad Johnson to open up the scoring and nice to see Tyler Ennis end the drought and it was a pretty goal e- easily the prettiest of his season um And of course, Tyler Ennis in that two-goal game earlier in the season, one of the goals just bounced off his skate anyway. So it's not like it was a great play. It just was lucky. So Tyler Ennis definitely has struggled on the season. Only his fourth goal there. But, hell, Marcus Foligno factoring in. So both Buffalo players, former Buffalo players, factoring in on that goal. And Charlie Coyle with his third assist of the year in his first, uh, excuse me, second game back with the Minnesota Wild. His first point back from the injury. Uh, That Koivu Niederreiter-Granlin power play unit has just been spectacular, as they would add two more goals in this game. I mean, you gotta love it. You you, you gotta love some of the plays here. Uh, Koivu putting the shot on net and Granlin redirecting it. That was awesome. Granlin kind of playing a bit of a Parisi role on these power plays. He's been staying closer to the net, and it's been working out nicely. We'll take it. We'll take it any day of the week. And then, of course, Nino Niederreiter's got a nice little wrister, and that's definitely been his calling card, I'd have to say, pretty much for... From, from the get-go, but especially the last couple of years here under Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, Sam Reinhart added a rare goal for the freaking Buffalo Sabres, and it wasn't the prettiest goal ever. I mean, Dubnik, again, just beat high glove side, and Jordan Nolan, I don't know how that one went in, in the third period, as the Buffalo Sabres would kind of come back and make it interesting. They'd get some nice scoring chances. Give them credit. They were very aggressive in this game, and Dubnik was not really on his game in this one. Um, He, he made some nice stops, and, of course, you're going to make a couple, it's not like everything's going, and he's going to make some big saves, but then, then you come back, and you get goals like the Jordan Nolan one, where it was just kind of, mm, I, I don't know, it just went right through his legs, kind of, he, he, he was in position, and it still squirted through, I don't know, I mean, it's what they call sieve, I guess, and I don't know, I'm I'm not trying to rip uh, Devin Dubnik, and of course, Jordan Nolan would have two goals, but that was the second one, that one was worse than the first, even Kyle Oposo would add his freaking ninth point of the season, Oh, Kyle Opozo would add his ninth point of the season. Mm. I mean, everybody, everybody with everybody with Minnesota ties would wind up in the scoring factor in this one, uh, being a formal player, except for except for uh, Marco Scandella, of course, who very rarely factors in the scoring with the assists or whatever. But even Johan Larson, like I said, his third point or third assist of the season on the Sam Reinhart goal. Oh yeah. kind of funny how that tur- turned out, to be quite honest. Kyle Aposto, Larson. <laughs> Jeez, it's just Jason Bill, of course. Uh, Minnesota ties in terms of he was on the Wild, so uh, oh, that just figures, doesn't it? Everybody but Scandilla. Mm. But the Wild won a fairly entertaining game and poor goaltending by Buffalo. Chad Johnson, a couple of years ago, was good in Buffalo. He he kind of has these back and forth seasons. He was good with Calgary, and now he's not so good this year, and he'll probably be good next year, either in Buffalo again or somewhere else. He's kind of an every-other-year guy. I guess he's just not so good in the, uh, I I don't know, in the the odd-to-even years. He's better in the even-to-odd years, I guess we'll say. Uh, And then, of course, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, on the 23rd course, no games were played there, except for the NFL, and the Vikings did win that game. Check out Purple Mafia if you haven't checked that out yet. It's the sportstuff.com and iTunes Stitcher Double Twist, you know, the usual stuff that you check this show out with. Thank you again for doing so, of course. Entertaining game, for the most part. Um, interesting to see some of these guys who've been floating around on my fantasy team all year, Nathan McKinnon and Mikko and Like these guys, obviously. Well, and Nathan McKinnon's a name. He's been around since a while at least, at least since that playoff series. He was like one of the rookies of the year back then, number one pick in the draft going into that season, of course, and he was very valuable. They kind of overdid it a little bit. Like, Colorado acted like he was the next Gretzky or Lemieux, and it wasn't quite the case. But this year, he's getting back into where he, a lot of us thought he was going to be. One of the better players in the league. Nathan McKinnon has been leading the way for the Colorado Avalanche this year after a couple of yucky seasons. Uh, Miko Ratanen is a nice guy emerging there in his second season in the NHL. He was another 1st round pick by the Colorado Avalanche. And sometimes it's good to sting for a couple of years because you get some higher picks, at least the Luke Cunnin level, if not higher. So, you know, that's what about where Luke Ra- Luke, Miko Ratanen was taken. Of course, from the same country as Mikko Koivu. That would be Finland. No kidding. Uh, Like what he brings. Luckily, he would not score in this game. Jason Zucker. (laughs) Ah, Finishing after a really nice Eric Stahl pass. That guy, he, he parks behind the net. And he just makes these nice centering passes from behind the net. And he continues to do that. And that's why Eric Stahl is actually leading the team in scoring. Because he's got 13 assists on the year. The guy's playing like a number one center, like him or not. Uh the guy is just, you know, he's he's factoring in the scoring. He's setting other players up. Twenty points on the season for Eric Stahl. A lot of people saying how he's slower this year than last year. He doesn't seem as into it. Uh, you know, he's just you know, he's just a step slower, this, that. But he's still factoring in the scoring and making other players better. So give him credit. He's been outstanding, to be quite honest. That Eric Stahl Zucker. And well, it was Need a Ryder. Now, now you've been seeing Well, actually, no, it is still uh, Niederreiter. I'm getting it mixed up with the second line. Um, We'll talk about the second line in a second. But the Eric Stahl-Zucker-Niederreiter line has been downright fantastic, and they continue to show it again in this day on that particular play. Uh, Mikey Riley, Mike Riley, defenseman from the University of Minnesota, finally got his sixth assist of the year. He had five for quite a while, but would put the wild up very, very early. You're thinking, oh, this is nice. We didn't have to wait two periods to score our first goal, and then, well... I don't know. That was it for a while, for quite a while, <laughs> until early in the second period. Nito Nito Rider's rifle. Um, but and then things would break down. The Wild would have a power play. Okay, let's go up two to nothing. And then Lannis breaks breaks up uh, any type of attempt that uh, Eric Stahl had, poked the puck away, pushed it towards Comfort. Comfort would score, and he would have multiple chances throughout the game. Uh, Comfort's second shorthanded goal of the year, and only his third goal of the season. So Comfort definitely factoring in on the on the shorthand, uh, on, the, on the penalty kill, that is, pardon me. Uh, Landis Glogg has had a nice season for the Colorado Avalanche, and he's helped uh, be a better captain for that team this year, I'd have to say. Oh, boy. Yep, he just, you know, it was a good play. Give him credit. Love him or hate them, I cannot stand the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche. I need to talk slower. I apologize. Um... Just five minutes later, Blake Cameo would get one past uh, Alex Stalock. But other than that, Stalock stood on his head. Other than these two goals, uh, Comper was pretty much on his own. Uh, Mike Riley had no chance of catching up with him. It was pretty much a one-on-one situation. And then the Blake Cameo goal would uh, come only five minutes later. And you think, boy, as good as things were, it looks like the Wild might lose this one. And Colorado kept peppering and peppering and peppering. Alex Dalek, but again, you know, he's got that quickness. He dives through that puck and he freezes it when he needs to. Really love what Alex Dalek brings as uh, the Wild absolutely have a legitimate backup goalie now. Um, For a while there, he was looked on as a fringe AHL slash NHL backup and the talk is, well, NHL backups and AHL starters are kind of interchangeable. It's kind of the same thing. And, well, if that's the case, he's the bill pretty good. Um, very happy to have Alex Stalock on the roster and as her backup goalie. Uh, and 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 of course, like clockwork, Darcy Kempers has, has been excellent in the net so far for the Los Angeles Kings. He has one shot out on the season. Goes against average about 1.7 so far this season. Not sure how long that's going to last, but hey, he always played well against LA, at least for the most part. And then, well, now he's on LA. So, of course that happened. Uh, Nita Ryder... With a nice wrister off of a great pass from Koivu. That was uh, very, very helpful. Granlin would factor in, of course, the quote-unquote hockey assists, Obviously, Koivu, <laughs> it was a power play situation. So, of course, the puck is going to be tic-tac-toe-ish in that type of situation. But a nice rifle shot from You do Need a Rider. And it would be back and forth. Interesting scoring chances for both clubs, especially Colorado. The Wild would have some very good chances. And Jonathan Bernier in that was outstanding, I'd have to say for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, last season, he was not so good for the Anaheim Ducks this year. He's, well, I mean, his numbers haven't been good, but he had a great game. Unfortunately for him, though, he wasn't so good in the shootout, and very fortunate for the Wild. Alex Stalock was uh, very strong. Luckily, the Wild would not uh, give up a cheap goal in the overtime period. And I'll talk about the second line right now very briefly. Um, you're seeing things shift around like crazy. The, the lines are shifting around. I mean, that's nothing new, but I suppose uh, with the changes, I'll talk about this right now before I get to the shootout. Um, during the course of the week, we're thinking about, hey, now who's gonna get sent down with coil back up? Somebody's got to get sent down, right? Initially, Chris Stewart was scratched, which I thought was, you know, I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was validated, you know, because Chris Stewart, At at this point, and through the Colorado game, had not scored a goal in 15 games. 15 bleeping games, or a point in 15 bleeping games. So the frustration was starting to set in, even though he was starting to get more and more aggressive. And I think that scratch really woke him up. Uh, He had a fairly strong game, and he was fairly good the previous night against the Buffalo Sabres. He was scratched against the uh, New Jersey Devils. So so Charlie Coyle could return to be third-line center. At the time, people were even, I mean, some some, some lineups showed him as the fourth line center. It's, I guess, you know, it depends what what do you consider Colin's line, third or fourth. I mean, I think it's the fourth line. For a while there, it was third. Just kind of back and forth. It's kind of weird, but uh, Daniel Winnick has been up on the second line, which is very strange. Marcus Fellino is currently with Coyle. <laughs> and, and it's uh, Coyle and Ennis are on that third line, and of course, Colin... Actually, no, it, it's uh, Foligno and Mitchell, pardon me. Ennis, <laughs> I'm getting so confused with some of these. It's actually Ennis and Mitchell with uh, Charlie as It continues to change. And then, of course, they, and then you have Colin Foligno and Stewart on that fourth line. Uh, Stewart would get some chances. Uh, Colin has been very, very, very quiet. He'll win the face-offs. He'll do some little things, but I don't know. I think he's lost a step. Uh, it was his quickness that kept him in the league with Pittsburgh and, and Nashville and even Minnesota in his final year here. He looks so good, but Colin definitely has lost a step. <clears throat> now, of course, Zach Mitchell is called up, so obviously somebody else is sent down. In fact, two players are sent down. The only scratch would be a defenseman at this stage, and it's generally been Olafson, or Mike Riley or Quincy. It's kind of been interchangeable between those three. Um, lately, Quincy and Riley have been playing, and Olofsson has been the guy scratched, the healthy scratch, so, who are the guys missing? Of course, that would be Luke Cunning and Yule Ericssonek, Joel Ericssonek, and we'll talk about their performance down in the uh, down in Iowa. One of them's really stepped up in the two games since he's been there. Uh, only two games there so far because Yule uh, X started on the uh, Minnesota Wild, and Luke Cunning has had four games so far in Iowa. He had he started with the two games. Now he's been back with two games. We'll talk about that again in a second, but. Uh, the Lions continue to shuffle, and Zach Mitchell's getting his opportunity at the moment, and eh, he looks okay, he's not been a huge factor so far, but well, eh, we'll see, he, he, was, he was pretty interesting for a little while there during that time when the Wild had all kinds of minor leaguers up here with all those injuries, when you we were talking about Nita Niederreiter and, and Granlin and, all, and everyone being hurt, and Coyle, of course, and Parisi, oh, and Foligno, and Foligno, he was five guys, it's just absolutely nuts, I mean that's, too, that's almost that's almost two lines there, just ridiculous. It basically is two lines. Jiminy Christmas, it was absolutely nuts. So that was the situation there. He had to the shootout and all that. It's always scary. You think the Wild are going to lose in the shootout, but then you start off with Coyle. He nails it right away, or actually start off with Coyle. He goes to his uh, he goes to his trademark shot um, with the backhand, and it's stopped. And it's like great. It's probably too predictable. But then Stalock would stop McKinnon and Ratnan Wow how about that Charlie coyle would finish on his first uh, on the on, on the second attempt for the wild his first, uh, first attempt this season very quick hands uh, kind of did a Eric Stahl kind of lulled the goalie to sleep him being uh Jonathan Bernier and the quick hands would would win out the day for Charlie coyle and he'd lift the puck at the last second and Chris Stewart did a very similar thing. I'm thinking what the hell is Chris Stewart doing on the freaking shootout? To win the game, and he did win the game. As he had a similar type of play to Charlie Coyle, actually a little bit prettier. He kind of slid it right through Bernie legs, and just a beauty. Faked him out. Kind of an old school type of goal, like a, you know, <laughs> like an old school Mighty Ducks kind of goal. Really liked what we saw there, and of course that's the movie. And uh, there it is. Wild ended up winning the game, and Chris Stewart was the was the hero at that moment. Unfortunately for him, it's not a you know it's not a an actual goal, but it does count for a shootout goal at least, and it helped the Wild win the game. So I think Chris Stewart avoided getting the uh, James Steper Memorial thanks to that. I mean, hey, you know what? You helped us win the game, so good job there, <laughs> Chris Stewart. Thank you very much. Now I would say it's time to pass out the awards for the last week or so. Since the last show, it has been about a week, so good. I've been keeping up for the most part this time around. The Mike McDonough Award, it's going to go to Mikhail Granlin and Nino Niederreiter. uh, The two guys that came back from injury, of course, about about three three weeks, a month ago, and they've made a huge difference, especially the past two weeks, two to three weeks. They have really, really stepped up. Of course, Mikhail Granlin, 10 points. In the last six games, just crazy, and the Nito Niederreiter, Ryder nine points in the last eight games, just outstanding. They've been putting the puck on net, they've been creating scoring chances, and of course, Mikhail Granlin four goals, six assists in that stretch. And Nito Niederreiter Ryder just packing on the goals, and it's just been awesome. Um, he's been outstanding, he's had a goal in six straight games also to go along with the streak, uh, kind of like Zucker for a while there, just very outstanding. But then again, no, not six straight goals like Zucker, that was quite the phenomenon. That does not happen very often, but a goal in six straight games for Nino Niederreiter. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Nino. Nine goals on the season. Granlund with five, but of course, 15 total points on the year. Zucker with 18 points. Added a couple assists, and he's got 12 goals to lead the way in that category. And Koivu, quietly. Through all this time, a lot of us were it's lo- looking at his uh, his his drought. He's been kind of slowly but surely hucking on the assists of late, and it's been greatly appreciated. He also added a goal during the past week. 15 points on the year. Ryan Studer with 15, and then of course uh, Jared Spurgeon leading all defensemen on the Wild with 15 points. He's continued to be outstanding. Guys like Tyler Ellis, uh, Tyler Ennis, and Riley finally each getting their sixth point this past week. Marcus Fellino, believe it or not, does have eight points on the season. That's not great, but hey, you know, as quiet as a lot of us have seen him, he's been he's been all right. So good for him. Yuletide, Yule, Ericssonek has not scored a goal since the season opener, and that's why he's down in Iowa. He has tacked on a couple of assists since then, but, I mean, the season opener, he's got three points on the year. cunning very early start for him as well after coming off, uh, coming up from Iowa, four points in 17 games, and that's why he's going back to Iowa to develop, to get more comfortable, maybe get some, uh, some, some scoring uh, poise back, and then maybe he can bring it back up to the NHL this time around. He's had very very limited time in Iowa in the AHL, so it's probably for the best that both of these guys, I'll honestly, go down there, maybe uh, build some confidence, start to develop what they what you know, start to start to get more confidence, more strength in the NHL game, build that quickness, uh, and hey, why not? Just like sending a guy down to the minor leagues to hit some home runs, and and build up that batting average, and next thing you know, he's back up to major league baseball, and he's doing it there. So maybe not quite at the same clip, but but close. And that's the hope here with these guys. With Eul eriksson and Luke Cunnan. First round picks in 2015 and 16, respectively. Very, very important pieces in this next wave of talent that the Minnesota Wild. Hope to dole out to this team. We'll talk about a lot of that on- oncoming talent, and we'll also preview three games, including the third one, which will be our very first game ever against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> A bit about the prospects, including Cunning and uh, you, and Eckdown, and I have a very brief stint, but hey, hopefully, it's productive. Gonna do a quick addendum and a rata here. Uh, I forgot to mention the, <laughs> the James Shepard Memorial for the past week. I think it's got to be Dumnik. I mean, he's really struggled. He's kind of getting back to where he was before that incredible streak. Remember the Nashville game, four goals given up. You're playing a good team. They're aggressive, this and that. But, geez, you go from zero goals to four, and you get four against Buffalo. Four goals against Buffalo? And then, of course, the four goals against the New Jersey Devils. That was an overtime loss, but still a loss, and it was a frustrating game. Uh, Stalock has been the better goalie the past couple times around. He has. He's not been perfect. Because nobody's perfect, uh, so like the Las Vegas Golden Knights, talk about a goalie situation there. I mean, my God, they're dropping like flies. It's become quite a bit in the National Hockey League. But for me, Devin Dubnik, it's got to be. He's averaged he's averaged four goals a game the past the past week. That's not good. You're not going to win a whole lot of games that way. So it is what it is. There, the Minnesota Wild on November the 25th, Saturday tonight, will be playing the St. Louis Blues rut row. Always a scary matchup. I'm not the most comfortable person with this one. <laughs> they've been playing really well. Um, they're still in first place in the Pacific Division. Yay. Uh, Mike Yo has got this team playing really well, and they've been consistently good. Something's going on in a very positive direction for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, good for Mike Yo. That's all i got to say there. Uh, Jake Allen and Carter Hutton are yet to get a shutout, out but they're doing pretty good, i got to say. Uh, Jake Allen's goals against average has been, well... Adequate, but he's had those huge games. But still no shutout for him. Incredibly, the National Predators just recently shut out the St. Louis Blues. How about that? Uh, Pekarine, a a guy who's always kind of all over the place in the wild, peppered him and beat the hell out of him on the 16th of uh, November, last Thursday. Not this uh, Thanksgiving one, but the one before. Peppered the crap out of uh, Pecorino. And then Pecorino gets a shutout against the Blues. Go figure. I mean, this team's got 30-point guys on this club. Braden... (laughs) Braden Shen and Jaden Schwartz just leading the way. I mean, Tarasenko, 12 goals. He's not having a... Well, yeah, he's, he's having a good year. I mean, but I mean, he's, you know, he's adding assists with his goals now as Vladimir Tarasenko, and he's been outstanding. Paul Stansny has been healthy, and he's back to where Paul Stansney used to be years ago. He's doing really good. Um, 19 points in the year twenty in 23 games. He's stayed healthy. That's one of the biggest keys for the St. Louis Blues and for Paul Stansny. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there's a drop-off after Stansney, but w- whatever. I mean, they're doing great. Uh, Kyle Broziak, about as good of a fourth-line center as you're going to get in the NHL. Seven points on the year, and he's always been a factor against the Wild. Boy, they beat Edmonton twice the past week, including an 8-3 demolition on November the 21st. 8-3 demolition. They give up seven goals. Did the St. Louis Blues to the Calgary Flames. Pretty impressive win for the, uh, the Fireside Chats Club there. The Calgary Flames, that's a podcast, of course, for the Flames. Good one indeed. Um, Carter Hutton's got the better numbers and he's been good in the little time he's, he's, he's had, he started five games. He's four and one and the goal is just average about one and a half. Save percentage about 95. And again, neither one of these guys has a shutout on the season, which is kind of crazy, but they haven't had to, when you got scoring like this. I mean, again, uh, Jaden Schwartz, 30 points, Shen, 30 points, Tarasenko, 26, Pietrangelo twenty. Sheesh! And Stanley 19, um, they're putting the puck on the net, they're scoring, and they're getting solid goaltending, and they're just winning games. They're creating turnovers, takeaways, they're playing sound puck. And of course, again, getting shut out last night by the uh, National Predators, that's pretty surprising. So the good news is both clubs are on a back to back. Devin Dubnik will be in net. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, he had some good games against St. Louis in the playoffs. Unfortunately, though, he didn't stop some of the goals that he that had coming his way. So that was frustrating. Um, boy, I, I got to... It kind of scares me when you think about how tough this team really is, the, uh, the St. Louis Blues, at the end of the day. But... We know the Wild can play with these guys. It's the same players; they're just playing way the heck better again. So, well, that was kind of us last year. We were playing way the heck better. Hopefully, the Wild can head in that direction very soon because it's things are getting kind of stagnant right now. Carter Hutton was in net last night, so that means Jake Allen, the guy who owned the Wild last year in the playoffs, no surprise, will be in net tonight. Carter Hutton was in net last night against the Nashville Predators. Had to check on that; that's extremely important. So. Yes, uh, the two to nothing loss to the National Predators. The Wild play St. Louis in St. Louis. Oh boy, I, this has not been a you know not been a good matchup of late. I'm not really super confident in this game. Um, I want the obviously you want the Wild to win. I'm glad we we're able to get the victory versus the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Right now, when I look at the schedule, I think the Wild are going to go two and one. When I look at it, I think. <laughs> I'm going to pick a loss tonight to the St. Louis Blues. I think the Blues will, you know, Dubnik and Nett. I've not been confident. I've not been confident with Dubnik and Nett. And these guys just, they know how to score on him. Even though Dubnik has had some good games against St. Louis, he still, you know, still needs to step it up. He's struggled a bit. We need a huge game from Dubnik if the Wild are going to win this game. It needs to be one of those awesome games. And then, of course, peppering and scoring on Jake Allen. The Wild can do it he's not a perfect goalie just for some freaking reason. Last year in the playoffs, he was great against the wild. And then of course, ultimately, ultimately they lost in the second round to the national predators. Uh, Peckett, Peckett, Renee was better. And of course the national predators were hotter than the St. Louis blues. So they were scoring goals. Um, Right now, I'm going to go with the Blues, four to two victory, regulation, of course. Uh, empty net, maybe at the end. Maybe Dubnyk gives up only three, and there's an empty net, or it's just four to two, and that's all she wrote. Four to two, four to three type of game, um, depending on the situation. But most likely, got to score for the Wild. Got to go with Nino Niederreiter. I mean, he's been outstanding. Obviously, he's had some good games against the Blues but the St. Louis Blues will ultimately win 4-2, to in my humble opinion, and Tarasenko will find a way to put one in the net because he's kind of the new uh, uh, Jerome McGinnell against the Wild. He's the guy who scores every freaking time we play against the Blues. So, yeah, let's just keep going. Winnipeg Jets, Monday the 27th of November. Winnipeg Jets, the Minnesota Wild head to Winnipeg, Manitoba, and they're having a very strong season as well. The Wild lost to them earlier this year also. Um, they're right up there with the Blues right now, and It's it sucks. It's kind of like the Blues and Winnipeg are kind of like the Wild and Blackhawks last year. You know, just kind of staying up there at the top of the division and not coming down. Uh, Connor Hellebuck has been insanely good. And again, another situation. No shutouts. Steve Mason and Hellebuck have. Well, Steve Mason's not been good. Hope the Wild face Steve Mason, but I don't know. Uh, Hellebuck's been pretty good. Two point three six goals against average. Ninety three goals against ninety three save percentage. Pardon me. Most recent game: Anaheim five, four to one over the Anaheim Ducks on the road. Not bad. This team is playing great hockey. Uh, they they beat up on a lot of the they beat up on the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference in the past week. <laughs> Philadelphia, New Jersey, three to two, five to two victory over New Jersey. Ouch! Beat the Kings and the Ducks on the road, and then lost on the road to Nashville, five to three. As the Predators are ever dangerous, and everyone knows that. Uh, Mark Scheifele with twenty five points. Blake Wheeler, the former Gopher. Obviously, 25 points on the season. Patrick Lane, Nicole Ellers leading the way for that club. You know, you, you got some scores at the very top, and then it drops off very quickly. That's kind of been Winnipeg forever. They have a couple of good scores. Obviously, Blake, Blake Wheeler is dangerous. He's solid, but, you know, and, and Dustin Bufflin's a pain in the ass to deal with, too. Ten points to all assists on the season so far. The Wild have had a good history against the Winnipeg Jets, but this is going to be a tough season. Um, Winnipeg is what we were fearing they were going to be last year, way up there and dangerous, and that's what they're turning into this year. This might be a one-and-two week for the Wild, but, I mean, you want to step out in good faith that the Wild will go two-and-one this week. I really, truly believe and hope that the Wild can beat the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I pray to God it isn't a three-game losing streak here. If the Wild can pull off a victory in St. Louis, that'd be a gigantic confidence builder. But at least beat one of these two teams. And I'll, I'll go with the win over the Jets. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Dubnik or uh, Mr. Staylock. I wouldn't be surprised if Staylock is back in net against the Winnipeg Jets, and then you take your chances with Dubnik. Uh, against the uh, Vegas Knights, Dubnyk needs to get back in gear. I mean, he he's capable of getting shutouts, but then again, you get these Civ type games where he's just vanilla out there, kind of like his second year with the Wild, where he's given up three or four goals. And of course, it's he's just kind of picking up where he left off in the second half last year. Outstanding playoff series, but again, he gave up a couple softies at the end that cost the Wild. Um, as great as he was in the game, there's always that little softie that gets in at the last second and it screws us. Um, the Wild need to beat the Winnipeg Jets. I will pick a 3-2 to two victory. I think you're going to see a spirited effort defensively. It's going to be a very physical game like it always is. I believe it'll be a lower scoring game. The most likely guy to score for the Minnesota Wild? Well, let's go with Jason Zucker. Uh, he's, you know, I, I, I could see him being successful against the Jets. I've seen him do it before. We, we all have. Uh, boy, but you want to say the Knights too. But it's not in Vegas, so we'll, we'll leave that alone. <clears throat> we'll leave that alone for the moment. I do believe that uh, Jason Zucker is the most likely guy to score for the Wild over the Jets in a 3-2 to two effort that might go all the way to the shootout or overtime, whatever. Maybe a point, at least one point for each team. And then, of course, a victory for the Wild, 3-2 to two in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Believe it or not, it'll be a huge, huge win. And then we wrap up the month of November against the Las Vegas Golden Knights, our very first game against the Golden Knights. They've scored a lot of goals, and they've been in and out with the goals against. They've been okay. Uh, it's amazing that they've survived with the uh, injuries to the goalies over the season. Now, Malcolm Stupin has been good in the time he, he was able to play. Oscar Dansk. I mean, there have been five goalies so far. Maxim Legace has been leading the way of late by just the way it is. And he's not been that good, um, but the but the Vegas Knights are still scoring goals. Most recently, they beat the San Jose Sharks five to four in overtime, nice win for them, and they've won four in a row. The Golden Knights continue to hang on after getting crushed eight to two by the Edmonton Oilers on November the fourteenth. They've won four in a row since then, five two four two four two and five four against the Vancouver Canucks, Los Angeles Kings, Anaheim Ducks, and San Jose Sharks, and they will play their uh, fellow Southwest neighbor there, the Arizona. the Arizona uh, Coyotes, pardon me, then the Dallas Stars a couple days later, and eventually the Minnesota Wild next Thursday. (sighs) Of course, it's a winnable game for the Wild, and quite frankly, the Wild need to win the game. Um, But the Knights, Vegas Knights, Golden Knights, continue to hang on. They've been very strong. They're in first place in the Pacific Division again, which is nuts. I can't believe what I'm seeing, quite frankly. I mean, the, Sh- the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks are second. That's kind of crazy, too. Uh, Calgary is picking it up again, which is good. Nice to see them play well. Edmonton continues to stink, which is weird. Arizona's actually gained a couple points since the last show. So good on them, at least. And L.A. has dropped off. And the Knights, Vegas Golden Knights, are very much looking like a playoff team. I want to believe the Wild can beat this club, though. And if we don't, damn it, <laughs> you know, damn it. Anyway, uh, the National Predators have definitely been a factor with the uh, <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. James Neal leading the club with 12 goals. He's their Jason Zucker, but so is William Carlson. 20 points, 12 goals. David Perron also leading the offense at the center position with 19 points, 13 of them assists on the season. Second line center, Eric Halla. And why good for Eric Holla, he has really had some nice success. Second, third line. He's kind of been interchangeable there with 12 points, six goals, six assists for Eric Halla. Cool. And again, Alex Tuck. There's your other Minnesota tie, of course, called up after five games. And he's been solid. Five goals, five assists in 17 games. And it start to the NH- his NHL career in Las Vegas. He's doing solid. He's doing solid. And unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised if he magically found a, found a way to score against the Minnesota Wild. I think Eric Halla or Alex Tuck will score in the game. It'll be one of those two, the most likely guy for the Wild to score in the game. We'll go with Granlin in this one. I think Granlin's going to, he might even have a multi-goal game again. I've got a sneaky feeling about Granlin. He's going to have a fun game against the Vegas Knights. And I think the Wild find a way to win four to three, something like that. It's going to be kind of messy, kind of wild. Maybe a five to three, like a weird, crazy, wacky game, like against the uh, National Predators. But I, I expect a spirited effort for the Wild against the Knights. And uh, you know, the Golden Knights can score. Their goaltending has been mediocre at best, and that's kind of, unfortunately for them, going to be their undoing at the end of the day. Um, just imagine if Mark Andre Fleury was healthy. Oh, the Vegas Golden Knights would probably make the playoffs. They're they're that surprising, and good on them. I mean, they they have depth. They have. Top top end talent at, at the moment. At the moment, um, James Neal's a real name, though. I mean, he's a real player. It, it would be like if the Wild had uh, Joe Newendike or something. It would be like that if the Wild had Joe Newendike starting out. It would have been like, damn, that guy. You know, maybe somebody like a little younger than Joe Newendike, that type of thing. But at that level of talent, um, I might be talking crazy. But it's kind of like that. You know, Joe Newendike wasn't a superstar, but he was very good at the end of the day for the Dallas Stars. Um, He wasn't their best player. He was like second, third, fourth player uh, on on that team, but very good. Obviously, the Stars were pretty damn stacked when they won the 99 Stanley Cup. So or they kind of won it. They they would have won anyway, but the the game-winning goal was not a goal. But yeah. Oh, well, good for the Stars in that one. (laughs) Game-winning goal in that game six there. Uh, but the Wild will win it. its something wild and crazy, 5-3, to 4-3, to three over the Knights, the Golden Knights. And I expect Grandland to have a very nice game, a multi-point game, we'll say, against the Golden Knights. And with Devin Dubnik in net, hopefully a better performance from him against Winnipeg and, uh, well, and uh, St. Louis. I, I have a, I have a good, strong feeling Staloc will be in net against the Winnipeg Jets, particularly if Dubnik, Dubnik does not have a good game against the Blues tonight. So there it is. There's your preview. For the week, the Wild will go two and one. They lose to St. Louis and then beat Winnipeg and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So let's check in on the prospects and wrap this show up. Zach Mitchell, of course, had been outstanding for the Iowa Wild, 16 points in 11 games. He'd been doing so well down there, and he was showing signs up here too. He was he was getting scoring chances, and you know he he was creating turnovers. He was doing a good job, and Zach Mitchell, an undrafted player. So far, he's, what? Is he 23 years or 24 years old. Still still got a chance. And who knows, maybe he'll carve out a, a bit of an in-and-out career in the NHL on fourth lines and third lines, this and that. But good for him. Pat Canone, who's been a career minor leaguer, still hanging on, still doing the best he can down there. 11 points as Colton back. Uh, Justin Clue stuck at 10. But, of course, there haven't been a whole lot of games of late. Ryan Murphy had a multi-point game last night. Good for him and a victory. Over Rockford, nine points for Ryan Murphy, the former uh, college college star, and uh, you know, high-scoring defenseman in college. He's been a bust so far in the National Hockey League. Unfortunately, twelfth overall pick by the Carolina Hurricanes in 2011. He did have he did have the 12 and 13 point seasons with the Carolina Hurricanes, even a 10 point season, but generally has been kind of in and out because of that. But uh, you never know. Maybe Ryan Murphy still has a shot at the National Hockey League one day. He's still 24 years old, still got time, just like uh, Mr. Mike Riley. Nick Seeler stuck at three points, but again, providing that physical defense. And Yule and, uh, eriksson Eck also had a multi-point game last night. Three points in only two games since being sent down. Good for Yule Eriksson-Ek making the most of his, uh, you know, making the most of his opportunity to kind of get, you know, to get some scoring, put the puck in the net, get the confidence going. So far, in nothing in the two games returning. He had two points in his first two games. Uh, months ago, but uh, good, good on him there. Mario Luschi is finally back, finally, finally on the ice again, and he's still stuck at the four points. Brennan Menel still at the seven points he was at last time around, uh, whereas uh, Ryan Murphy has passed him. <laughs> Menel and Murphy were tied, or actually, Menel had more points than Murphy, but Ryan Murphy really stepped up. I don't know, maybe he's been listening to Brave the Wild and he got kind of jealous and, and annoyed. Uh, Steve Michalik has been outstanding for the Iowa Wild. Since finally getting back to Iowa and out of uh, out of the Rapid City Rush, it must have been a real confidence killer getting sent down to the ECHL because he's he was terrible there, and then next thing you know, here's Michael like, kicking major ass, one point seven two in the AHL, and you know he. He's the guy who I, I think would compete with Alex Delok for being the backup goalie right now, not Nicholas Svedberg, even though Svedberg was solid, but Michaelick has been perfect. He's he's 4-0 and so far and about 95% save percentage in the four games he's been in the net for the Iowa Wild, who now have a winning record. As the Iowa Wild have stunk the last several years, and good on them for really, really picking things up of late. Mario Lashia also of note, one of the worst on the team in the plus-minus category, which is frustrating as hell minus eight that's bullcrap uh, Carson Soucy a plus five and that leads the way actually plus six for Colton Back, but for defenseman plus five for <clears throat> Carson Soucy he's been very strong of course stuck still at three points for him also but again providing that good strong defense him and Steeler are uh, just a very nice uh very nice couple of defensemen there for the iowa wild and hopefully one day minnesota wild they'll at least be bottom bottom pairing type of guys for the wild maybe interchangeable that type of thing this guy's scratched this guy's up blah 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 uh kyle rau also has added some points the past week he's at eight the former gopher star player eight points 14 games four goals four assists for the iowa wild we can bounce around a tiny bit more Lodnia continues to do well with the uh, Erie Otters. He's doing good there, but you can't get too excited, I suppose. But uh, at, at least he's making the most of his opportunity. Um, Sokolov's been struggling a late. He missed a couple of games, and the Sudbury Wolves just are terrible. They've just been bad the last couple of years. And Sokolov has not been factoring in the scoring. His shots have been down. I don't know what's, what what happened there, but I suppose he's still coming back from injury and he's still struggling. Uh, a lot of the guys in the collegiate ranks haven't been scoring of late, except Luis Belpedio has been outstanding. <laughs> he's been outstanding. Uh, he had another two-point game last night, two assists for Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio University in a six-to-three victory for his club last night in his senior season. Of course, twelve points in thirteen games, very impressive for the power play captain, the, the captain of the team, power play quarterback, defenseman. Um, Luis Belpedio is having a breakout year in his senior year, the former third-round pick for the Wild in 2014. I cannot wait to see him, at least in the Iowa Wild, if not Minnesota Wild, coming up. Uh, Nick boca has been invisible, like always, Jack Stadek, you know, he's he's a factor. He's obviously a, he's obviously with a top pair, pairing with uh, Lindgren on the, on the uh, Minnesota Gophers, but He's the stay-at-home guy between him and Lindgren, uh, but he he's he's been solid. He shows signs here and there of offensive talent, but of course, still not not factoring in the scoring at the very least. But you do like what you see. You know, he 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 doesn't make mistakes, and that's the good part. Kabrazov has has uh, twenty-nine points right now in twenty-seven games. He's quieted down a bit as well. seems like everybody has of late. And Jordan Greenway, ten points in fourteen games, four of them goals. Or Boston University, Jordan Greenway, the future Iowa Wild, at a bare minimum. So that's kind of where we're going to wrap things up at the moment. Not been too impressive with uh, Avery Peterson. He's been quiet. It seemed like a lot of the college players really have been quiet, except Luis Belpedio. Um, he's the top prospect in the collegiate ranks. I gotta say, is Luis Belpedio right now? He's been play- outplaying everybody anyway. If he's the best prospect or not, it's kind of up to you with that one. But he's been, you know, he's been the best player that's for sure he's been the top player of late a lot of people would say greenway's the top prospect in the collegiate ranks at the moment cuz go right now most of the other guys have been extremely quiet like brandon Duhame and others and um so many others are in the ohl at this stage too <laughs> like jacob golden stay at home defense and for the london knights you know, others even Ladnia. he's been scoring like crazy for the Erie otters but uh you know again it's the ohl so you just like to see them at the ahl level at some point but Way too young at this stage. Let's wrap things up. Uh, let's get to the uh, Twitter account at Brave the Wild. At Brave the Wild. Want to thank Hockey Podcast for retweeting the show. It is oh so appreciated. Thank you very much for uh, the at Hockey Podcast. Really appreciate you for doing that every week for me. And it you know it helps bring in listeners and spread. And and I can I can learn about other shows as well. Always greatly appreciated. At Brave the Wild for the Twitter account. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Brave the Wild. Facebook.com forward slash Brave the wild is the, Minnesota wild is the Brave the Wild Facebook page, of course. Please give that a like. Give the Twitter account a follow. Would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Kurt, somebody commented on the last show. Kurt was saying, can we break our streak from last year? I hope so, but so far, yeah, Kurt Back is out of Lakeville. I hope we can break it. Again, the, the negative streak of late, <laughs> but uh, so far... It's kind of been an ongoing struggle, and uh, we just continue to hang in there, I suppose, at this stage. Uh, at least we're hanging in there. We're still kind of in the wild card range at this point. So that's kind of all she wrote at this point. Um, Facebook page, pretty quiet and all that. Uh, also, give a quick shout out to facebook.com forward slash MNW players. Facebook.com forward slash MNW players. Marek Skyba and Pavel Bunet are the guy are the. Uh, Creators of that page talk about the uh, Minnesota Wild prospects all the way up to the NHL ranks. Prospects up to the NHL ranks. Everything involving the Minnesota Wild, including their actual website, mnwplayers.com. Do check that out. MNW players, like MN wild players. <laughs> That's what that means, of course. Do check that out. Do enjoy it. Links to, all the, uh, links to everything I just mentioned will be in the show description, including the phone line number, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Imagine you're calling in for Brave the Wild. Do your statement, do your statement. pardon me. Shout out, comment, question, and opine. There's also the call now button on the Facebook page. Simply click on that. It goes through Facebook Messenger, so it's 100% free for anybody anywhere in the world or on the International Space Station. If As long as you have Wi-Fi, it works, right? <laughs> it works. So you go from there. And then the final way to get on the show is the audio submission route. You use the voice recorder application, or if you want to be on a laptop, use Audacity with your microphone, something like that. Record, treat it like a phone call, like five minutes, two to five minutes, whatever it is. Send it in, even if it's 30 seconds, as long as it's Wild related. Send it to Live at Yahoo.com, Live at Yahoo.com. Of course, that will be in the show description also, so you could copy and paste that if need be email it to me, and you'll be on the show. Please give Brave the Wild a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher. would be greatly appreciated. I'll give you a shout-out and thank you right here on the show so you can hear your name and mine <laughs> positively together. So thanks again for listening. Tell your friends about the show if you could. God bless, and hopefully the Wild can at least go 2-1 and this upcoming week.